Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet Respiratory Medicine podcast. My name is Nikolai Humphreys. Today I will be discussing a review on the immune mechanisms and development of childhood asthma. Here is one of the study authors introducing herself. My name is Bianca Schaub. I'm a pediatrician at the University Hospital, at the University Children's Hospital in Munich, and I'm a pediatric allergologist and pulmonologist and also an immunologist leading a lab in our hospital. Thank you, Bianca. It's great to have you on the podcast. My first question, why are early life influences so important in understanding asthma? Well, so the concept which we believe currently is that early in life there are several influences, either protective or risk, which do influence early life, meaning immune regulation and different kinds of biological processes which may set an early immune programming which determines whether a child may develop any type of allergic disease. So, for example, if you have, um, and usually this is a combination of factors, so you may have a genetic risk or not, then you have an additional stimulation from the environment, for example, risk that you are exposed to allergens, you become sensitized, you get several infections, and you may be programmed by your immune system to develop any type of allergic disease as opposed to, on the other hand, if you don't have a risk genotype and are living in an environment which may be protective, you may not um, develop an allergic disease. So it's very important that these factors are working in combination in order to determine whether um, the child stays healthy or um, becomes any type of allergic disease. Thank you, Bianca. Now, I'm curious to know why some people, but then not others, develop asthma after exposure to early life events such as, say, for example, infections. Yes, so this is a very critical question which is currently investigated um, in depth in several studies. So the infections which are most relevant for asthma development are usually respiratory and lower respiratory infections. And there are several viruses which are responsible for for this. And two are very important, which is HRV and um, the the rhinovirus and uh, also RSV. Um, And there are several studies out there which show that having these infections pose a risk to develop asthma or also allergy. However, this seems to be dependent at what age these children have these infections, at what season, and it could very well be that these infections are not the cause of developing asthma, but that they rather unveil underlying problems. So they could, for example, trigger symptoms in children which do have pre-existing host factors. So, for example, genetics plays a role. And there are several studies out there which, which show this. For example, special genetics in the chromosome 17. If you have a specific genotype and get the infection, you may be more prone to develop asthma or A2P or an impaired mucosal or immune response. So it does not seem to be causal, these infections. And this is why it's so difficult to really predict when a kid um, gets the infection, whether this kid is at a higher risk to develop asthma. 
as all these other factors have to be taken into account as well. How important is antibiotic usage in infancy and risk of asthma in later life? Mm -hmm. This is a question which is um, also discussed already for a long time, and there are many studies which have retrospectively and prospectively assessed this, and there are actually um, quite nice reviews um, already 10 years ago, but also recent ones which have basically shown that there is no consistent higher risk for asthma when children have taken antibiotics. However, some studies point to a risk effect, but it may be that this is either reverse causation or confounding by indication. So meaning that there is maybe another factor which is hidden, but which is an indication for both, for, for example, antibiotic use and risk for asthma. So, for example, deficiency in some sort of defense. If there's a deficiency in a specific person, this person may be treated faster with antibiotics if they have respiratory symptoms as opposed um, to another person. So it's probably not causality and that's why some studies may point to a risk. However, if you look um, at the overall effect, it does not point to a risk for asthma in later life. Thank you. That's a very fascinating answer. My final question is, what significance will knowledge of asthma endotypes have on the prognosis for people with asthma? So we believe that currently it's very important to disentangle whether these different asthma endotypes um, have a specific underlying pathophysiology, which then subsequently requires different types of treatments, meaning that not all patients with asthma may require the same treatment, which is currently very common, especially in pediatric asthma. So there may well be um, children which have a completely different underlying pathophysiology, and they may need other therapies than we are currently using. So for these children, this is very critical. And the same probably applies for continuous treatment and also for prognosis for the future, that it does not mean that a child which is currently treated well on one treatment may require this for um, the whole time of their life, but it may well be that the endotypes are not stable over the whole life. So this requires re-evaluation and also a better understanding of really the underlying immuno or pathophysiology. Dr. Bianca Sharp, thank you for speaking with the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast.